Hey everybody, welcome to the Create Your Future podcast. I'm David Lee Jensen and I am absolutely, positively, completely over the moon, totally stoked to have my buddy Tyler B. Wagner from Authors Unite on the podcast today. He can help you start, complete, finish, and become a best-selling author through his company, Authors Unite. I'm really proud to have him on the show. Tyler, hello, what did I miss? Honestly, man, you said it all. I think the only thing you missed is that we're kind of like neighbors, so that's pretty cool as well. <laughs> that is true too. We get to hang out, have a meal here and there, go to an event here or there, and then a few things we can't mention on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's right. So, hey, man, tell us a little bit about, I mean, just obviously the opening yeah. introduction. What is it you do? What got you into this business? All that jazz. Yeah, so I'll, um, I guess it really starts in college. So I was in college for two years, and then I uh, decided to drop out after reading a book called The 4-Hour Workweek. Oh, yeah, and Tim Ferriss, great guy. Yeah, book changed my life. And then uh, what I started to do, because uh, I wasn't in school anymore to learn, I started to reach out to conference coordinators um, and ask them if I could come to their events for free in exchange for like helping them in some way. Cause I, I was 80 grand in debt when I dropped out of school. And for those mm. that don't know, when you drop out of school, um, you have six months or after you graduate, you have six months of lead time before you uh, have to start paying those uh, bills. Um, wow. yeah. So I was like, you know, I got to figure this out. And literally six months later, I was literally at an event meeting Tim Ferriss. Uh, and how it happened is I reached out to this guy that was running an event. Tim Ferriss was the keynote and told, you know, just like I said, I was reaching out to people and, um, he said, yes, like you can help me find sponsors for the event and then you can come, uh, for free. And, um, then from there started to meet a lot of successful entrepreneurs, noticed a trend that a lot of them were authors. A lot of them were best-selling authors. And I spoke to them because I said, hey, I think one thing I can do is become a public speaker. And uh, they were like, yeah, you should write a book. The root word of authority is author. You should write a book, um, especially because, you know, you're 20 years old. Um, you, you know, there's, there's no trust. You're a dropout. You're 20 years old. The, the trust level's not uh, not looking good. <laughs> you know? so, um, Absolutely. Young yeah, so gun trying to jump <laughs> on the scene like he's somebody. Yeah. How'd that work out for you, Tyler? Well, it did actually eventually. So then I wrote a book and ended up doing well. And then I started to get booked to speak. But what took off way quicker uh, than the speaking uh, is that it turned out a lot of other people wanted to write books and a lot of people wanted them to become successful as well, obviously. So um, that's how Authors Unite was born. It was kind of by accident. Um, and then, you know, as years went on, I started to master book marketing and how to leverage books, um, to help people create businesses, uh, become public speakers and get booked and things of that nature. And now eight years later, you know, we got, we got authors unite. Wow. You are the king of publishing now. I know that you can practically, I mean, you know, nothing in life is a hundred percent guaranteed, but I know you practically guarantee that you can turn your authors into a wall street journal and USA today bestseller with uh, bestsellers coming off. I mean, how many bestsellers did you have on the list this week? Uh, oh, actually we're in the, we have two today uh, that we're doing Whoa. for Amazon and, and Barnes and Noble um two weeks ago we had a wall street so this past year 
about half of the weeks, it was one of our authors that was on Wall Street or USA Today or both. And then for Amazon, we do, uh, we do a lot. I don't actually know the exact number, but you can do a lot of those. Too many to count. Yeah, wow, yeah there's a lot. That is hot. <laughs> hey, Tyler, just so everybody knows uh, right at the get-go, where's the best place to follow you? Uh, yeah, well, so if you're interested in the author stuff, authorsunite.com. If you're interested, just, just talking to me, Instagram, Tyler B. Wagner. Tyler B. Wagner on Instagram. And I can uh, tell everybody that you're fun to watch on Instagram. And uh, I, I've seen you on LinkedIn as well, but that's just, you know, the Joe conservative. I'm an executive of a big publishing house. So <laughs> congratulations <laughs> for that. That's awesome. Hey, you know, I have a crazy question because you uh, basically used accept proposals from hundreds of authors, I assume, people coming to you saying, hey, we want to publish a book with you. We really want to be a bestseller. What's a, do you have a story of a book you just had to turn down? Uh, yeah. Well, in all honesty, a lot of fiction books we turned down. Um, mm. so, th so there's a lot. And the reason is, is because whenever I talk to an author, like I want to know what their goal is. Right. So if somebody's goal is just like way, and I, it's hard to word this. So you never want to shoot down somebody's dreams, but you also want to be realistic. Right. Mm -hmm. So if a fiction author comes to me and it's their first fiction book, they got no business on the back end, um, right? Because for fiction, it's you are relying solely on book sales. Um, that's where I would be a little hesitant because the investment for that is fifty grand, right? For wow. for, us, for us to do it, um, it's a huge campaign. If you want to know how like how we do it, I'm happy to get into that in this show if you'd like. Um, but you know, 50 grand, typically they'll sell anywhere from like five to 15,000 copies in a week. Wow. So you don't like your investments not covered directly from the one launch week. You, of course. Hit, you hit the list. And then within six months of you leveraging it and, you know, getting media coverage because of it, very likely that you can get your ROI within that time frame. But for a fiction author, there's just nothing else besides the book sale, you, you right. know? So I'm all, I always just tell them, I'm like, look, if you want to become a USA Today bestseller and that's, that's your main goal, then sure, like that's good. But if, if you're relying on making an ROI directly from this, I wouldn't recommend it. And, and you know what I mean? So we will lose people on the fiction for that. And I, I will kind of turn them down because I almost like sell them on not purchasing from us. I'm like, don't, you shouldn't do it. Wow. Turning away business. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. That that's a really good entrepreneurial gig when you're at the point where you can just say, sorry, no. And I, I assume you, because, uh, because you have so many authors that you've helped become bestsellers, you probably attract a lot of attention from people who are wannabes. Do you help the wannabes actually get a book written? Like, do you have a ghostwriting division or do you have referrals that you create a book from A to Z or you just for done published experienced authors who are ready to put a bestseller on the list? We, we can do both. I mean, it, it is interesting, right? Like, like you said, in the beginning, in all honesty, I would take anything, right? Because in the beginning, I mean, 80 grand in debt, anybody that wanted help with a book, I was like, I'm your man, you name, <laughs> you, you name the price because I got bills to pay. <laughs> you that's, know? Great. that's just the truth. Um, but now that's why like on our website, actually, we have a 25 question application 
And I can tell I've designed those questions in a way that before I even hop on a call with a person, I can actually tell kind of what their intentions are and, and like mm -hmm. who they are as a person. So then I also kind of know like, is this an experience that even we want to have? Right. You know what I mean? Because somebody's book, as you know, I think, I think you have three books or so yep. four coming. Um, and it's uh, when you work with somebody on their book, it is definitely, it's a big part of their life. It's almost like their, their baby. I don't know if it's as deep as their baby, but it's close. <laughs> you know? uh, Tyler's not a parent yet. Yeah, I'm not uh, a coming parent. from a dad of two, I can say it's nothing like your child. <laughs> well, if you're Cause it single, doesn't bite back and it doesn't fight back. And it doesn't cost you as much as a child does. Or not if you're single, if you're not a parent, it's like your child. <laughs> Okay, good. That's that's good. Um, and I, because I just know it's an emotional roller coaster, and you could probably attest this too, because it's something I always forget. Like my first book, I was so nervous, like just even putting it out there. I was like, what if there's some errors that my editor missed? I'm going to be made fun of. What if it doesn't hit bestseller? And I had this huge plan because it was my first time, so I didn't I didn't know if it was going to hit or not. And you kind of freak out. And I experienced that with all the authors I work with. And I always forget that even though this is like almost my thousandth time doing this with an author, like this is their first time. So, so yeah, it's, it's a decision for both parties. It's not just if somebody comes to us and they have the money that I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm like, yo, we're going to be together for the next like six months to a year, potentially even longer if you continue to use our services to leverage the accolade of bestseller. Cool. So like, you know, how long are we going to live? Like this is 1% of my life I'm hanging out with you. <laughs> you know, wow. like I want to like this. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. You and I uh, were talking the other day about the fact that uh, leveraging that content can really create a business and you've mm -hmm. helped some people really dominate in their areas because of best-selling books and your continued support, which um, I just want to validate. And then going back to the point you just brought up with regards to perfection, uh, you and I were talking about Gary Vaynerchuk and saying, look, you know, the biggest stop of an entrepreneur is when he just, he, he thinks everything has to be so particular and so perfect and exact to the letter where really it's better to just get your content up. And you kind of subscribe to that theory too, right? Like just get it done, yeah. get it out there and now create a business from it, right? Absolutely, yeah. I think speed is very important. Now I do think on the other hand, I think like your words are also pretty important. So like you should maybe have some sort of like a filter that you put yourself through. Like I don't necessarily just, you know, recommend like, you know, post, 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 post. Um, but like, you know, we all have our own values mm -hmm. and like who we are as a person. So I think before you go on a speedy, like social media tangent, you should discover for yourself who you really are and what your values are, and then put that out into the world in a fast fashion. Awesome. Awesome. So let me ask you a question. You, you started this straight out of college. You obviously took a very um, causative approach of, I'm going to figure this out, figure out what others are doing. And, and I tell a story often about my going into a really wealthy neighborhood and just knocking on doors and saying, hey, what do you do? So you did something very similar. Yeah. So I love that. And my question would be, what is, 
now that you've been doing this for some years and you've been doing this with success, and I love that with every individual client, you really care that this is their first time and that you do hit the bestseller and such. But what do you look at in the future as being your impact? What is that impact that you really want to have created? Yeah, it's a good question. And I, in all honesty, I should probably think about it even more, but <laughs> I, this is what came to mind. I'll right off the cuff. This is what I thought of. It's pretty similar to how I think Gary V thinks about things where from my understanding, from watching a bunch of his content, how he kind of views success is like how many people are going to be at your funeral. Hmm. So like I'm what you just said, and that's a great idea knocking on, you know, doors in Miami. I think it'd be a good idea. There's a lot of uh, successful folk around here. So, you know, I think um, it's just my point to it is I am actually still doing very similar things that I was doing eight years ago wow. when I first started out. I'm just not trying to like get into places for free anymore, but I have like, you know, I do now, uh, like five, six podcasts a week. I was doing at one point, like 20 a week, five or six podcasts a week. Yeah. So that's one of that. I was doing like three a day sometimes. <laughs> like it was great. Wow. How many podcasts have you done about, I don't know the exact number, but it's about 1500. 1500 episodes. What's your podcast called? Because then everybody can find something in 1500 podcasts. Yeah, yeah, episodes. you can't find I something. Think, I think I'm up to 15, or maybe yeah. it's five. I don't know, but certainly <laughs> not 1500. Unbelievable. What's your podcast, yeah. Tyler? It's called The Authors Unite Show. Um, mm. And just to, to dive deeper into it, is that I think it's for me, every new person I meet, I just think there's there's so much opportunity behind that person. So it's good for you. But then the impact that you leave on that one person can ripple, right? Because like you have friends, like, you know, you, you have a wife, like you have two kids, like who knows just our interactions. Like if me and you had a good time, it could rub off. And then maybe that, you know, just, I think of ripples, you know, right. that's how I, so I connect now with the podcast is one thing. My team also reaches out on LinkedIn and I am like, I meet like 30 to 50 new people every week. Whoa. And, and like, I don't know if I'll ever stop that one. Cause I enjoy it. And two, I, it's almost like a mystery game for me. It's like, what is this conversation? Just this 20 minute introduction convo going to lead to maybe nothing, right? Like that's possible. Yeah. But at the end, maybe something huge, maybe a business partnership, uh, or maybe just friends. But to me, that's the funnest thing of life is just like meeting as many new people as possible and seeing where it goes. Well, that's really awesome. I think that that, uh, you know, could open the doors for many others who are looking where to go, what to do, how to network, how to uh, you know, widen their sphere of influence and in their circles. And I think that's a really unique approach to it. Um, and and I, it actually leads exactly to what I was going to ask you, which is what advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs? It sounds like you would tell them to just go out yeah. there and meet people, eh? Yeah, so I'd say two things on it. Um, it. So first is that, you know, try a bunch of different things to then figure out what you actually want to do. Because- mm. For me, that's how, because a lot of people will say, like, how do you find your passion? And I don't know if this is the best answer, but it's the best I can come up with. So how I kind of found mine with podcasting and helping people with books 
is that they're very people oriented, mm. you know, like it's very, um, it's just very people oriented, both of them. And what I started out with was my uh, major in college was accounting, which is probably the exact opposite of people oriented. <laughs> you know, that's, a, you know, by yourself. Well, I don't know what they do because I couldn't pass the class anyway. So, I don't so know. Tyler, we, we, I have to pause you right there. So Tyler Wagner went from introvert accountant in college yep. to drop out. Uh, did you drop out or graduate? No, I dropped out two years. <laughs> okay, in. good. To drop out extrovert, meeting 30 yeah. people a week, creating best-selling authors, and started with the Tim Ferriss event and has yeah. greatly expanded from there. In fact, you're speaking at our conference, Create Your Future Conference. So you have completely flipped the script on your own life. What, what motivated you to do that, Tyler? So, so this is the thing. It's, it's also this, like, think back to when you were younger, what you were naturally like as well. And mm -hmm. I actually was always an a policeman and fireman, you know, all those okay. things, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I wanted to be like Alan Iverson, which is not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> At least you have to throw down a Philadelphia 76ers reference. You know, I'm a huge Celtics fan. You know, <laughs> this is going to create a battle right here on my podcast. Boom, boom, Boston born. <laughs> no, I bleed fair. green. You bleed red, white, and blue. Yeah. The, All right, I, back I, to the subject. Yeah. I just, you wanted I, uh, to be Alan Iverson. You're all of like 5'4", right, Tyler? Yeah. <laughs> no, five, well, Tyson <laughs> says 5'9". I think I'm 5'11". I don't know. <laughs> and I um, think I'm 6'4", but, you know, yeah. ego isn't everything, right? Um, okay. So tell us, but, how did that start out? Yeah, yeah. So, well, I just was very into basketball. So again, I, I didn't know all of Allen Iverson's like life stuff. So either way, probably not the best role model in some aspects, mm -hmm. but in, in basketball, besides the practice thing, Overall, now that I'm thinking this out, not the best <laughs> If I can talk you out of being an Allen Iverson fan on this show, we have won one for Boston. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm really adding it all up, and I'm like, it seems more of a negative than positive, but hey. I really um, was just trying to get your origin story, because I really believe that we all kind of have some of that superhero in us, and you've got yeah. a drive that has been so successful, but it started with changing from an introvert accountant major to oh, yeah. a dropout following Tim Ferriss, you know, who's the original crazy man, you know? What, what, it, what it was is this though, is that I was always an extrovert. And then what, what I did is I remember reading some article and it said that accountants make the most money out of school. And that was the reason I chose accounting. It was all ah. for the money. Mm. And then the first year of college, you don't even get into your major classes. So I was, was no. like astronomy and stuff and you know, whatever. And then the second, no, no hate on astronomy. Just saying. Then, <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners are going to shut it off right there. Done. Oh, hating on astronomy. Boom. Neil deGrasse, talk to us, please. <laughs> um, but then the second year, I could not get through like accounting the first one at basics or whatever it was called. And, um, and I hated it. And it, it made me realize that it like got me to a point where I was like, it doesn't matter how much money I would be getting paid for this. Like I would rather just not, I'd rather live with my parents broke <laughs> until I'm 50. Like I, I, it was like at that level of just like, I hate this. Wow. So, 
So that's why I think it's like, if you try a bunch of things that, and then reflect on them, you, you have to reflect on them as well. Then you'll realize like, okay, after I tried accounting right away, I realized any job that is not going to be interacting with people, um, which is a lot of like corporate, I think like finance, accounting, things like that. Um, I'm not going to enjoy. So let's block all those out. So now let's try the opposite, right? So then I try, so then I think public speaking. That, that's why I wrote the first book because I was like, well, that'll be in front of a lot of people. You know what I mean? So let's, let's try that. And that started to work out as well. And then the books. What, what was that first book called? Because you mentioned it twice. And I, oh, yes. I want everybody to see exactly where the mindset of Tyler Wagner began. What was that? Conference Crushing. <laughs> that Conference was Crushing was the book? Yeah. Awesome. Yes. So it's a, it's a shorter book. And it's about what do you do before, during, and after events to maximize your ROI. Um, and it's now thinking back, it is in a sense, this part's funny about it is I always felt like I was leaving events with a positive ROI, but mm -hmm. the, I also was going for free. So, mm. you know, I could only really, you know, go up from there. <laughs> so, but either way, what I noticed is people that were leaving events not fulfilled, because I would go to a lot of them for free and like, I would be working for them, right? So mm. I've, some, of, some of the time I would actually be asking people for their feedback to give to the conference coordinator. Right. Sometimes the feedback on some events was not the best. And what I realized is those people that were saying that, because I would be observant, they were the ones that were just sitting and watching all the content, but not actually interacting with any of the other attendees. And to me, a conference, the content is important, but I think it's more about the people in the room, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and, and interacting with them. And that's what I always did, you know? So I would go for free and Tim Ferriss was there and, you know, I was a little nervous. I was a fanboy at the time, but I went up to him, you know, <laughs> like I we just- know you still are. We, I'm still a fanboy, yeah, okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, but, you know, like it's, it's about, cause you can Google anything really, in my opinion, like you can. So yeah, maybe at the event, there's some content that, you know, only happens at the event. But at the end of the day, I'd rather, I'd rather be friends with the speaker than only watch him for 30 minutes on stage. Like I'd rather have dinner with the speaker. Most you know? definitely. So that's, uh, I think that's what you should do when you're at events. Try to meet as many people as possible and just connect with them. And then it's a long-term thing, not just a 30 minute of entertainment. Wow. Now, if you had a platform that was say a 30 second you know, call it an infomercial or, you know, you're going to be, uh, you know, in the heart of Times Square on the big screen, or you're going to be on, uh, you know, Fox News uh, all over the world for 30 seconds. What do you feel would be the most important message for you to communicate to the entire world watching? Say you're at the Super Bowl halftime show, you get a 30 second clip. What does Tyler Wagner say to the world and that, uh, you know, 30 seconds of fame? I, uh, this is what's coming up. So I'm just going to say, <laughs> drum roll. Um, I, I don't know if you've seen this, but I thought of the Shia LaBeouf video. He's like, just do it. And uh, that, that's what I'd say because I think, I think people going back to what I was saying before, they are, it's good to reflect on things, but if you're too much in your head and you're not getting experience trying things, your head can get 
delusional without experience. You, you can think what something's going to be like, but you have no idea, right? Just like I thought I could be in accounting for the rest of my life because the money was good. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Like I was more wrong than you could ever imagine. I, I'd rather be broke doing comedy, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, yeah. and, and you maybe should have gone into comedy, my I, friend. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely could still consider that for a career shift after I'm, you uh, turn over the current business you have. <laughs> I'd pay to see you up on stage for okay. sure. Okay. I'm trying. I'm actually looking into uh, places around here to do some stand-up. So I'll oh, invite you if I do that, it. Oh, I am all over that. <laughs> I'm scared. Give me a bag of tomatoes. This is going <laughs> to be good. <laughs> okay. That's so, so let's shift a little bit into the, the business of authorship because uh, I'm, really, uh, I'm really blessed, really proud to have you. Uh, you and I actually have a strategic partnership with our label, Create Publishing, uh, underneath the banner of Authors Unite. And thank you for that. It is uh, incredible. We've got uh, quite a lineup of authors who are going to be uh, rolling out under that banner. So that's terrific. Uh, there was a reason for getting around to that, which was that I saw your care for each of those individuals and I saw your true depth of understanding of the process, whether it was self publishing and clicking to uh, create on Amazon, or whether it was how to truly put together a insightful, not just reading a book or having somebody paid to read a book, but creating an audible experience. And you, on top of that, create bestsellers that then convert readers or listeners, in this case as well, to buyers. So what like couple tidbits of advice, I know you can't give it all under, you know, one, one podcast or what have you, what is the best advice for the guys who can't step up and do a, you know, a 10,000, a 50,000, a $300,000 program to create a bestseller, but really want to be able to just kind of take it in their own hands? Yeah, it's a good question. So what I'd say so say you have zero budget, but you want to, but you still want to do a book. I think, right. is that kind of, that's kind of the question? Yeah, sure. Okay. Just something that somebody can take from this show and go, oh, wow, I, I can get yeah. started. Yeah. So, so what I'd say is this, is that it, to me, it always comes down to time or, or money, right? Mm-hmm. So um, if you don't have any budget, what I would recommend is first think about what's a book that you would enjoy writing because I don't think you can really write a good book about something you don't actually like believe in or, or like. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it'll, it'll come out in the writing really poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, so writing a book is free, right? Like you can, you can write uh, or just you can write um, a draft at least for free to get the you know, design and everything. If you good figure point. it all out yourself, it'll take some time. Good point. Um, so and editing, you know, it's, it's free, but there's some little things in there where it's like it, it makes it harder. But um, so I guess you could self, this is what I'd but say. You find an editor on Fiverr or something, right? I don't recommend that. <laughs> it's a, I put you on the spot there. <laughs> I, no, no, this is a really good question. I'm like actually kind of working it out it, it, live. So this is cool. Um, I still don't think it's a bad idea to do a book, but I do think that I wouldn't publish anything that you don't, that you wouldn't like read yourself. 
Okay. So there's kind of this thing around where it's like a book is the new business card. And I believe, I do believe that, but yeah. I also don't believe in like putting out a half-assed book that like you don't even believe in True. because it's, it's going to come like, you, you know, when the truth is speaking through somebody, like you can kind of feel it. There's so no fake it till you make it when it's in writing, in print, available on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, so all I'm saying is like, if you can't afford an editor and you can't afford a good book cover designer and all that, I don't necessarily think you shouldn't do a book, but I just think maybe you should spend a lot of extra time um, really putting together something that you believe in. And maybe it has 20, 30 spelling errors and you know, it's, and it's not good in that way. But if you want to get a book out there and the information's good, I'm not necessarily against you self-editing, trying to figure out Adobe design and get, but as long as you believe it's going to help people. And um, yeah, that's, that's what I'd say. I, I'd still say maybe go for it. It's just, you might get a little backlash from, you might get some haters. Everybody has haters. <laughs> so yeah. And what's the best platform for a total newbie? Uh, is it, you know, CreateSpace? Is it, uh, you know, Microsoft I, Word? Like, where's the best place to just like start that actual writing process? Yeah, I, I'd say Microsoft Word to write it and then to publish uh, KDP. So it's kdp.amazon.com. Okay. Mm -hmm. And to publish it again, it's free. Um, but you have to do like formatting design and, and some other things like editing and stuff before you can actually publish it to the platform for free. Okay. Right. So, um, yeah, this is a, this is a good question. I, maybe we'll do another one. So, and I'll have a different viewpoint, but I just, I don't ever <laughs> want to like tell somebody not to do it because right. if you believe you have a book in you, but you have literally zero money or like you're in debt. I don't want to tell that person like, Oh, you can't afford to be an author. It's like, well, you technically could. It's just, you're, you're kind of missing some key components that will help you become a better, more received author. Right? Yeah. Like a, an editor is so important. It's crazy. It changed my first book from like, I'd say like terrible almost. I, I mean, I was 20 when I wrote it, like it was hard. I didn't know what I was doing. And then I had an, I paid an editor and it went from like a three out of 10 to like a nine out of 10, I'd say like real quick, nice. you know? So, um, it's so, it's just, it changes your whole book, these things, but they do cost money. So Absolutely. hopefully that kind of answers it. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, um, you know, you and I should, uh, off podcast talk about maybe putting together a little course to answer some of these questions because, this yeah. is where, you know, people like yourself who didn't have the money to pay to attend the conference, but they want to be at the conference and experience the conference. And you are one of the few and far between because I've heard many a time in many circles that if you don't pay, you don't play. If you attend something for free, it's really not as impactful, not as important, not as engaged. Whereas you went there specifically with how can I help? What can I do? I want to network. I want to, you know, really uh, soak up the material and I want to do something with it. And I think probably we have some listeners who are aspiring entrepreneurs. They want to learn to be an author, a speaker, a coach, an online marketer, and they just need some guidance and they'll put in the hustle. I mean, you said it yourself, it's either time or money. So if they have unlimited time and just don't have the money, they can then create a really, you know, shiny, perfect product to place online and maybe create the money to then circle back and make book number two a bestseller under Authors Unite. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I do think too, it's like, even now with money, you still put in the time, you know? So it's not just Mm. like, once you have money, then it's like the time's over. Like, uh, if that's what you're in it for, you're probably not in the right business, you know? So we can't Um, just call you, throw you a check, say, hey, Tyler, make me a best-selling author without any real meat on the bone. (laughs) Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, technically you could. But, <laughs> but You're not like, turning it away. What, what I mean is it's like you got to love it so much that it goes beyond that. So it's like, for me, I don't have to do the 30 or 50 calls a week anymore, but I like to do them, you know? Mm. So and, and I liked reaching out to conference coordinators <laughs> before too. You know, now it's just I pay to go to the event if I want to go or speak at it, you know? Um, but either way, I think it's thinking like long-term, not just like, oh, once I have the money, then life will be easy. It's like, I don't, I don't know. That's not been my experience. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, good. So again, uh, on Instagram, it's at Tyler B. Wagner, right? Yep. And the website is authorsunite.com. Yep. And you have a lot of information there about the program and resources and things of that sort. And also some amazing testimonials. You've done some really incredible work, which is why I wanted to have you here on the podcast. And you'll be speaking at the Create Your Future Conference, March 27th and 28th, 2020. What do you plan to bring to that conference? And and really, I'm more interested, especially as kind of the one who was the conference organizer of like, why is Tyler Wagner speaking at this event? <laughs> oh man, I'm going to lay it down. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. <laughs> no, um, no, honestly, like, well, so me and you connected. There was, yep, there was good true. energy there. Um, and then also, I mean, I saw everybody that's at your event that's going to be speaking there. And I was like, you really did put together like, it's it's wild and i'm not like trying to like it's it, when somebody goes uh the domain for a create what's what's the create domain? conference cra conference.com cra conference.com yeah it's like and you look at all the speakers it's like this is an event where i feel like it is going to be beyond just the people on stage like it's it's going to be like a, a group that you are going to be able to connect with everybody there and like it's not just two days away it's like no you could actually create some lifelong um connections and relationships there so to me i'm just i'm really overall excited about it when i saw all the people that were involved as well oh that's awesome thank you well you're one of them absolutely going to help impact the lives of aspiring entrepreneurs to become author speakers coaches online marketers and i love that with your publishing company that is different than many others publishing company, you're looking at not just the, the physical book being created or the status of the bestseller being created, but you're looking at the long-term success of the individual by using that book as a tool. And I'm really hoping that, uh, and I know that you'll bring that to the audience at the Create Conference, so I appreciate that. So look, um, I have this great question I love to ask, which is, um, what question didn't I ask you that I should have? <laughs> um, oh man, that's a tough one. Um, maybe what would you do? It, no, that's not the right question. <laughs> um, 
Um, I, I don't know, but the one thing we didn't touch on that we kind of touched on is that I am actually very passionate about comedy and I'm going, but I think I can do both. Like I can do comedy and I can do the publishing. So, um, yeah, I guess the question I was kind of thinking of is like, what would you do if you weren't doing publishing? But I think I, I believe I'm passionate enough about the podcast publishing and comedy. It's just comedy scares me a little bit. So that's why I've been hesitant to go all the way in on it. Well, I'm really glad you didn't say uh, that you were going to take a shot at getting in the NBA. Because, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> because you did mention that as a previous passion and I was trying to push that away. So, I mean, with over 1,500 podcasts that you've done, I can definitely say that Tyler Wagner is a consistent and persistent and productive individual that uh, gets things done. And if anyone only listened to one podcast for the rest of their lives, they could fill every single day with the Tyler Wagner podcast. (laughs) Most definitely. So while I aspire to do a bunch, uh, that is, that is really out of, uh, out of this world. So people can search through your podcast. I'm sure it's available on iTunes and everywhere else. uh, Podcast. You've probably got an anchor.fm login as well. Yes, I do. Yep. Spotify, Google play, and then there's like 10 other ones, but I think most of the listens come from Spotify and, um, and iTunes. Awesome. And just cause we're promoting that. What's the, one of the most uh, interesting guests you've had on your podcast? Um, oh my gosh. So, I mean the one, cause I am a, is Gary V was cool. I had Gary V. Wow. On. Um, okay. that was cool. And I'd say actually quick quick story is there time uh-huh. quick? Absolutely, okay so please because this is interesting and this just proves the whole point of you never know the opportunity so i think the story of how gary v got to be on the show was that i interviewed uh, a woman and she asked me at the end of it who's one person that you'd want to come on your show and i said gary v and she said okay and like didn't say much after she's just like all right and then 20 minutes 20 30 minutes later she sends me a screenshot of a, a tweet and she tweeted at him. It was like, you should come on this guy, Tyler's show. At the time, it was only 15 minutes long. My show was shorter and, um, and something like that. And then he tweeted back and was like, fine. And, and then and, wow. and like she sent me the screenshot and it just goes to show you that like, it, it, you have no idea what just interviewing anybody or talking to anybody, what it could lead to or tweeting at someone. Um, and then three months later, you know, I'm flying to New York, I'm in his office, meeting him in person and and interviewing him. So, um, yeah, talk to 30 or 50 new people a week. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That opens quite some doors and do 1500 podcast episodes. At some point you'll be able to interview Gary (laughs) V. Okay, good. I think that's what I'm going to put under the headline of this, uh, podcast episode. Tyler, it was really awesome having you. I really appreciate your time, attention, your care for authors, and all of the skill you have in that. I hope everybody hits up authorsunite.com and follows you on Instagram, at Tyler B. Wagner. And I hope this isn't the last time uh, we talk on my podcast or yours while we continue to help impact others. Great story. Anything else you want to end off with as a mic drop? Uh, I'll see you on my podcast on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's awesome. Okay, good. This has been the create your future podcast with David Lee Jensen and the create network. Please join us March 27th, 28th in 2020. 
in uh, right outside of Scottsdale, Phoenix, Arizona at the Tempe Center for the Arts for Create Conference. Create Your Future Conference. It's at cr8conference.com. Tyler B. Wagner will be there and he's going to give you amazing advice amongst a whole host of other experts in the fields of author, speaker, coach, and online marketer. Again, Tyler, thanks for joining us and we'll see you on the next podcast.